Pastor Nicole will share from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 29, asking the question, what are you building your life and your faith upon? I'm Pastor Jason Barnett, and this is the Dirt Pass Sermon Podcast. He 
you know, you're thinking that you're good because you're not sleeping around, but guess what? If you even look at somebody with lust, you're committing adultery. And then 
He's not. Um, that one's free, has nothing to do with anything, it's just funny, but you know, fine. You know, Jason, I think it's that's terrible. Jason, Jesus was the middle of every preaching class, class we've taken. Um, but let's look at this passage. And we're gonna reverse engineer it a little bit. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start in verse 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rains fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. This week in BDS, the kids learned what the most important part of building construction is. Jaden, can you tell me what the most important part of a building is? You don't remember? Okay, it's fine. It's the foundation. We learned in BBS this week that if you do not have a foundation underneath the building, what? It will fall, right? Yeah. The, Jenny's right, the, the building will fall, it will crash. Um, if you don't have sure enough, if you don't have a foundation to support the building you are building on, it will literally collapse under its own weight. And actually, during Jason's first youth pastor job, we saw what it what happens when you don't have a sure foundation. The church that we were at, they had built this brand new building completely debt-free. Only to realize almost as soon as they moved in that they had built on a bedrock of limestone. And I don't know about you if you guys realize this, but limestone is incredibly brittle. And so almost as soon as they moved in, the foundation started to crumble. And then shortly thereafter, so did the building. Now they did bring in some people to shore up the foundation, they filled it and everything, and it was, it was good to go, but there was so much lasting damage on that building. There were cracks in the wall this thick. You could see through into different Sunday school rooms from the other side of the hallway. Like, you could hear conversations that weren't meant to be heard without even trying because of these gaps in the wall. And, and that building that had been built debt-free because they had to spend extra money to shore up that foundation, was now in debt well over a million dollars. Oops. But what does this have to do with our relationship with God? What does this have to do with our walk with God? Well, let's examine this. Everyone who hears these words of mine, this is key. Jesus is talking to the people who are listening to him. He's not talking to the people down the street who are buying booze at the new liquor store. He's talking to the people right here, right now. He's talking to the people who are willing to listen to what he has to say. But he continues and he says, and acts on them. So whoever 
There is more to your walk with God than coming to church on Sunday. Or coming to church on Wednesday. Or coming to church on Saturday night if there's a service. There, there is more to walking with God than merely attending church. You have to do what God has said. He will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. Are we the wise man? Are you the wise man? But Jesus points out another one. It's from the same subgroup. It's the same, it's the same crowd of people that he's talking about. Anyone who hears these words of mine, anyone who's in the crowd who is listening to Jesus, but does not act on them, but does not act on the word of God. He will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. These are the people that come in, they sit in a pew, they warm a seat for a little bit, and then they go off and they do their own thing Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. These are the people who come and hear God's message for their lives. But then they say to themselves, I know better. But let's look at the context again of this, of this passage. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. This is very similar to anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. Jesus is pointing out here that the, the standard that he set in the sermon is the standard. People, people were going, people believe. And they will think, yeah, Jesus said that if I lust after someone, I'm committing adultery. But you know what? He didn't. Jesus said that if, if I, I'm even angry with my brother, that I'm going to the fire of hell, but he didn't really mean that. And so you know what? I can, I can go ahead and stay angry. I can go ahead and continue lusting. I can go ahead and be selfish. I can go ahead and remain the way I am because he didn't really mean it. And, you know, I'm going to there were going to be those people in that crowd. And, but Jesus is saying that if you do not stick with my standard, if you don't stick with my standard, 
I don't want to hear. I never knew you. I don't want to hear that. But this sermon, this sermon, and especially the closing, the people who were listening would have heard it. And they would have been like, this is blasphemy. This is heresy. Because Jesus is equating himself with God. And remember, they didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. They didn't recognize him as God incarnate. <laughs> because not only did he equate himself with God, he literally called into question everything that they believed, everything that they stood for. He called it into question. And he declared himself not what they believed to be good, right, pure, himself as the foundation. So, what is the foundation that you are building your life upon? We want to say that we build our lives upon Christ. We want to say that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We want to say that. We want to believe that. But how do we respond when trials happen? I'm going to say, right, for certain, Oh! 
And the same people who declared that their hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness started spewing hatred uh, towards the people who are affiliated with the party they don't approve of, towards the candidates who are affiliated with the parties they don't approve of. You really think that that's doing the will of God? Can you honestly tell me that that is acting upon God's word? And acting upon Jesus' words? Remember, Jesus said that if you're even angry with your brother. <coughs> guess what? Democrat or Republican, they're your brother too.
serving as a member. I, I was leaving another denomination. Um, I grew up in the evangelical church. Very similar in basically everything, but a couple minor differences. But when I became, or when I started attending the Nazarene church, and I decided to become a member, I was put through a class. And this class taught me the Articles of Faith of the Church of the Nazarene. It touched on the history of the church. And, and it also taught me the, the different sociological and, um, and uh, cultural stances that we have. And the thing is, is I was attending this Nazarene church, and the pastor put me through this membership class. But if I had decided that I wasn't wanting to be a member, that didn't change anything. The pastor wasn't going to look at me and say, you're going to hell because you're not, you don't agree 100% with the church of the Nazarene. Now, if I became a member, it was expected that I stood with the stances of the church because there were certain issues that we stick with to help with the the sticking with the mission that we have set before us in the church. The Church of the Nazarene is known for going out into the poor communities. <laughs> and so if I had an issue with that, probably wouldn't be a good idea for me to become a member. If I had an issue with, with our stances on tobacco and alcohol, probably wouldn't be the best thing for me to become a member here because, well, we go in, we, we're trying to draw people in. We're trying to help people find freedom. And if I tell them people as a member that, hey, alcohol's okay or tobacco's okay, you know, we're trying to help, the church is trying to help them find freedom from addiction. And if I, you know, so there's, so there's different stances that we believe, you know, that, that is expected that a member stand with. Issues like what forms of baptism we accept. Issues of women in ministry. Tobacco, alcohol, human sexuality. We have specific stances. And it's not to say that there's no room for discussion in that. And it's not to say that if you don't agree with us 100%, you're going to hell. It's just probably wouldn't be the best idea to be a member. But again, if we give the... Jason and I would give this class, which we're going to in a few weeks. If we were to give that class and you decided to take it and decide, eh, I don't really agree with that, that's fine. Because we don't look on our stances as foundational materials. We don't believe that our Church of the Nazarene stances are required for salvation. You want to know what is required for salvation? Jesus. Jesus. So people send this place, but it's the right one. It's that simple. Jesus. So upon what is your is the foundation of your life? 
You see, when your foundation is built, or when your foundation is Christ, sound theology will follow. When your foundation is Christ, morality will follow. When your foundation is Christ, He will correct what's wrong. When your life is founded on Christ and you experience trials, when you lose your job, when political candidate you don't like wins, when the loved one dies and life is altered forever, it might suck. Your life might be shook. You yourself might be damaged in the process. But I guarantee you that when your life is on Jesus, you will not be destroyed. So on what foundation are you building your life? As for me, on Christ the solid rock, I stand because all other ground is sinking sand. Heavenly Father, I'm not going to give an altar for today. Altars are always open, but God, speak to us. If our lives are not built on you, Lord, I just ask that you show us that you reveal the truth to us, that you correct us, God. And that you help us to build on you. God, I know each and every one of us here has experienced trial in some way. And I know that each and every one of us here will experience storms in the future, God. Because I just ask that before those storms come, you reveal to us where our foundation is. And if it's on you, please help us shore that up. And if it's not, help us correct my God. This message was recorded live at the Greensburg Church of the Nazarene, located at 31 Bluebird Lane in Greensburg, Kentucky. Uh, to learn more about us or to let us know that you are listening, visit www.gbirdnaz.com. Special thanks to Buzzsprout for hosting this week's episode. If you want more from the Dirt Path, please like our Facebook page.